turn any dreams we have in life into reality through competitions, through a series of different events, certifications, contests, whether or not we want to become a physician and we pass the exams, become board certified, or we want to become a sports athlete, an Olympic athlete, and we have to defeat some others, including friends and the nationals, in order to represent your country for the Olympics. Or if you want to become even an accountant, a data analytics expert, a data scientist, you have to go through different hoops. When you create other leaders, you have to also understand how to create a contest or a competition that is going to be most relevant to creating not just players in your competition, but true champions. This is the question that I'm going to be addressing in this video. What makes an ideal competition? There are some competitions that have an objective outcome or an objective measure, such as time, a 100-yard dash, a one-mile run, for example, a marathon, where time is the deciding factor, and it's objective. There are others, however, that are more popular, uh, music contests, song contests, the voice, that are now standard all across the globe, and that have been around for so many years, and that are subjective the outcomes of which are decided by experts in the field, musicians, journalists. The first three factors that we have to consider are simple. What are the rules of the contest that you're creating? Who are the players? What makes them qualify? Uh, what characteristics do the players in your contest have to have? For example, if they have performance enhancing substances that they use, then they may be at a, an unfair advantage. They may have an unfair advantage over other competitors. And so you have to adjust for that. In track and field, too many records have been reversed after the fact. Sports athlete receives a gold medal, then they're stripped of it. The kinds of players that you allow to compete in the first place uh, are important to consider. And then finally, who are the judges? Uh, they have to be relevant to the field so that the competition ultimately and its outcome is as objective or as fair to as many people as possible. It'll never be fair to all. No competition will be 100% fair and just. But remember, the competition and the outcome of a competition, the result, is only an expression of the best performance, not success. The best performance in that time, in that instant, in that moment. Again, the outcome of every competition, the, outcome of, the result of every competition is the expression of the best performer in that instant, in that time. And so, every competition, every contest measures performance not success. And I'll explain why. I'll reference Laszlo Barabashi. He's a network science expert he, that's worldly renowned. He was the youngest to be endowed at the Notre Dame, or Notre Dame if you like, university. He's been a Harvard professor. 
He's at Northeastern currently in faculty, and he wrote the book called The Formula, in which he explains from many countless examples of sports, musical contests, and others, many different industries, that performance is actually limited. It's limited, and it essentially expresses what someone is good at, what their skills are, what they're talented in. Whereas success has no limits, doesn't have an upper bound. It's unlimited. Success is the recognition or the amount and the magnitude of recognition of your talent by other people. And so even though the record for sales for a book, for example, a book's bestseller, New York Times, may be, uh, I don't know, 10 million copies sold in one week, you may have someone that breaks, shatters that record and, and sells 20 million a week, even if the performance is just around the same, or the talent of that author versus the other, for example. There's so many different uh, factors that play into the success which we all aspire to. When you design a competition, remember, many winners of competitions never end up selling the most of any product or any album. Even when they win that coveted award, Grammy Award or others. It's not a prediction of future success, just winning a gold medal or a championship. And so, that's an important distinction for us to make. And when you create any event, any contest, any competition, think about the spectrum of competition and collaboration. There is a threshold. There's a threshold after which the rules may be questioned. When there is too much competition that is uh, applauded, that's stimulated, it really questions the next competition in the same series from happening. When you allow someone with a performance enhancing substance to win, and when you condone that kind of behavior, you'll have many other people start using steroids, for example, when they, when they run. And instead of collaborating as a sports, in a sportsman-like conduct, you will end up having people who will, will compete and will resort to other measures. And one of the reasons why I have this diagram here, this simple diagram that I made, is because this is one event, high jump. And there's also the long jump. These events are field events in athletics, in track and field, in which no matter how many performance-enhancing substances you'll take, you will not, that will not confer an advantage over other competitors. And so, that is a high jump is an example of a competition or a contest that is objective, that is as fair as you can get. Now, I'm going to shift fields and industries a little bit. And I'm going, going to talk about the music industry. San Remo Festival is an Italian festival that's worldly renowned with which I grew up when I was a child. I was growing up in the Republic of Georgia, Tbilisi, 
where it was very popular across all of Eastern Europe and Europe in general. Sanremo Festival has a distinct character in terms of its rules and its traditions over time. So we're going to just make a comparison to the Grammy Awards. Grammy Awards, which many of us know, is very well known. It's accepted. It's just a, uh, it's an awards, it's a co competition that everyone aspires to have a chance to be a participant in, uh, at least a laureate or a nominee. But the Grammy Awards are essentially an award ceremony that recognize the, some of the best musicians from the previous year, in which the judges are the experts, music experts, musicians in, in a very elite musical community, if you will. And so, when you think about the rules of the Grammys, the Grammys do not involve the public. The public doesn't vote. Journalists really do not vote. There are three different factors in, that impact the outcome of any competition. And that are true for any industry, for medicine, for sports, uh, for any test, the educational system. When you teach new physicians, for example, uh, and you choose the different kinds of format by which to test them, you have to think how valid are the results. So how valid is a Grammy Award winner or how valid is a multiple choice test for a medical school student? Well, it turns out it is not as valid as it is reliable because it can predict that the next time the same uh, physician takes a multiple choice test, their answers are generally going to be the same regarding that topic. So reliability may dif be different than validity. Validity measures whether or not you're testing what you intend to test. And with multiple choice questions, the general adult learning principles tell us that the validity may be lower than in other tests, other formats. Whereas a workplace assessment or a video video test, virtual test conducted over video where someone is asked to demonstrate something, demonstrate something hands-on, has a higher validity. In the Sun Rebel Festival, musicians are measured in real time, live. They're asked to sing a song that's original, that has never been published before, never been heard, have a, a live orchestra to accompany them, and they cannot lip-sync by no means. So there's no lip-syncing allowed. They have to sing live with a microphone. And they sing the same song on multiple nights. In fact, the, the rules of the San Remo Festival require for the songs to be heard on five different nights, four of which are the original song and one other night where every musician, every singer, is, has the choice of any cover song of someone else, every, any famous song or any duet. So they can either sing with someone else or just uh, sing a cover of someone a, a, a cover they can sing someone else's song so over the five days and every single night is you takes about five hours 
which is much longer than the Grammys. The Grammys take place for three hours, where the voting results are announced to the public, and the voting happens behind the scenes. However, the performance is not evaluated live in real time. Work from the previous year that the experts evaluate. It can be a record of the year. There are many different categories. Song of the year, album of the year, lyrics, duet of the year. Whereas Sanremo Festival just has one category, and that category is the song. We hear the same song sung by the same musician on many different nights. So you can determine how valid and how reliable each one of those formats are. I'm not here to make the judgment, but I'm here to tell you that when you have a performance that's evaluated live in real time, you have an involvement and engagement from the audience as well, from the participant. When you, when you allow or require a participant to sing a song, the same song, or, and improve it over time, that singer can then change their interpretation of that performance. So you're giving a chance and you're making your evaluation not based on an image or a perception in one song in one time, but you allow a continuous revision of that performance. You get to know the singer and the, the song more in this format than in the Grammys. The other important aspect to point out is that the rules of the Sanremo Festival compared to the Grammys uh, involve uh, both the, uh, the general public on the final night as well as the journalists, the music journalists and experts, and the musicians themselves, the, a small community of musician experts. So just musicians, journalists, music critics, and then you have the general public. And the final scores are tabulated at, after the conclusion of every night. After the first night, for example, it's the music critics. The second night, it's the, uh, the musicians, the musical community. Then you have the third night, where it's the general public. Each one of those audiences, or those judges, have one-third of the weight uh, towards the final score. And the interesting thing is that the one big difference is that at the end of every night, the, the singers themselves know how well they're doing, know their place. So they're ranked at the, every, at the end of every day. So you can have somebody who's in eighth place in the first night, and they either go down to the 20th place or make it up to the podium, for example. That doesn't occur in the Grammys. In the Grammys, it's a one-time evaluation and a result of the vote based on previous year of activity. Whereas here, the result is based on the performance over those five days. And then finally, third final outcome to consider when you're creating a contest, an event, a metric, a KPI, is how likely is it to change behavior? What is it likely to change? So as a result of someone winning, for example, Tiger Woods, when he won the golf championship, his first major, at a young age, he became a model 
role model to many other young golfers, or even those other, others who may have never even considered golf to begin with. Many different people from his community, a di more diverse community to whom golf all of a sudden became more attractive. Compared to Ben Johnson in the 1988 Seoul Olympics, here you had the stocky guy from Canada who had been posting some amazing times, world record times, beating the heavy favorite, and then all of a sudden he was stripped of the medal in the 100 meter dash, where a lot of controversy ensued. So who you award and how you award them often determines the future behavior of that athlete and of others in that same category. And so that third outcome is incredibly important, where validity is, are you measuring what you intend to measure? Reliability is, will you receive the same result every time you measure it this way? And then the third one is, what is it that you are changing as a result of your contest? With the Grammy Award winners, you have a lot more popularity uh, for that singer. But if you are not taking into account the rules, the players, if you're not really nominating all the best players using a process that's robust, then you may be leaving out some great performers. There are many people who never win awards, who yet become extremely successful and very well recognized. Although the award itself increases the potential for success, it doesn't guarantee success. It expresses performance. It expresses high performance over time. When you're able to design a contest or a competition in the most objective way, then you're much more likely to increase the relevance and the importance of that contest, where that contest stays for many generations to come, because it's deemed important and valuable to people. It's deemed valid, reliable, and it's, it's considered groundbreaking or transformational in terms of behavior. That's my analysis of what makes an ideal contest. I'll finish with a quote from Dr. Ian Lang, who said in 1991 that teaching without testing is like cooking without tasting or reading without writing. So you have to test. You have to constantly test yourself, your teams, your industry, your community. There are different ways to create contests. Competitions are one of the ways to make dreams into your reality. Let me know how you design your competitions, your metrics, your KPIs. Leave me a comment.